Ooh, uh. All right. Ooh. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. How you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Mem Dalad, Daf 44 of Masech Tegin. Friends. Yo, friends. Uh, woo. Hey, we got a lot of work to do today. Um, we're going to start with the Mishnah on Daf Mem Gimel Mem Bez. We're going to do all of Mem Dalad, Shtikla Mem Hey. I don't think that we're going to get to the Mishnah on Mem Hey because that's like halfway through Mem Hey Mem Aleph. And I just think we'll probably be exhausted by the end. Um, so, but um, look, I mean, look, we, we really have to earn these dafs these days, you know. We can't just uh, sit back and relax. Maybe we can, but uh, we got to earn these dafs and we got to earn this one too. So, more discussions about avodim, selling avodim. Okay. Halfway through the Yomud. Hamoche Abdul of the Kachov Melchutzlet Yotzu Ben Chorin. Alright, probably stretch it out. Maybe get one babble yawn in one second. Alright, I just stretched, just babble yawned, and now, um, now, now we're ready to do some work. Okay, we're ready to do some work. We're ready to do some work. Okay, so it says the Mishnah, So a fellow who sells his Evid to an Ovid Kochavim, okay, or he, uh, he lives in Eretz Yisrael and he sells his uh, Evid to uh, somebody in Chutzlarts. Yotza ben Chorin, in both of those cases, whether he sells his Evid to Novik Kachovim or whether he sells his Evid to a, a fellow in Chutzlarts, the, fe, the uh, Evid goes free. Toner Abonim. The Rabbi Sada Mocher Abdel of the Kachovim. Okay, so a fellow sells his Evid to Novik Kachovim. Yotza the Cheris, so the Evid goes free. Vitzar Ketchikro Merabu Rishon. And the uh, initial master needs to write a get shikhur. Okay, fine. We're going to see Bryce's later on. Nataka says that the second, right, the one who buys him. Oh, oh, no, no, never mind. Never mind. Okay, just realize the difference over here. No, never mind. Somebody who sells his everything over it, Kochovim, So then the, his master, the Yid, uh, needs, so, so the Evid goes free if he like escapes or runs away or whatever. So he goes free, he wouldn't go back to his original Evid and, uh, master and, uh, the original master needs to write a get shikhor for the Evid. Fine. Omer Shimon ben Gamliel says of Shimon ben Gamliel, Bomed Vamimurim, when do we say this? When does he have to write a get shikhor? Shalokos of all of Ono. That he didn't write Ono. We can see what that is in a second. Avokos of all of Ono. But if he writes Ono, Zehu Shechru, this is his get Shechru. My Ono, no, what's this Ono? Amr Shesh is the cost of lay that he wrote to the Eved, Hachi like this, the Shetivrach Mimenu, if you run away from this Ovid Kuchavim that I'm selling you to, Ainli Eisek Bach, I got nothing to do with you, so that would be enough and you wouldn't have to write a separate get Shechru. Tanar Abonim, the Rabbis taught, Lava Olav Mina Ovid Kuchavim. Okay, so if a Yid borrows money from an Ovid Kuchavim, and the arrangement is, you know, Reb Yid um, 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 borrows money from an Ovid Kuchavim. And Reb Yid says, well, he borrows a thousand dollars. And Reb Yid says, if I don't pay you back, so then here's my Evid. Okay? If I don't pay you back, here's my Evid. Kevin Cho also lo Ovid Kuchavim Nimuso. 
So once the Oved Kuchavim does Nimuso, we're going to have to figure out what that is, Yatsa Lecheris. So the Eved goes, Frimani Muso, Omrifuna Bar Yehuda Nashke. That if the, once the Oved Kuchavim, because we said if a fellow sells his Eved to Oved Kuchavim, he goes free. So at what point is it considered that, right? So again, so in this case, Rebid borrowed $1,000 from Oved Kuchavim, and he says, if I don't pay you back, so then here's my Eved. So once the, um, Ovid, so if, if Rebid defaults on the loan and the Eved goes to this Ovid Kuchavim, so from the time that Nashke, right, that he puts on um, uh, some kind of uh, collar of sorts, some kind of like thing that an Eved would wear to uh, identify, right, to, to, to indicate that he's an Eved. So once he puts that on, so at that point um, he goes free, meaning he would never go back to his original master. Okay, fine. So we say that Nimuso is this kind of thing that he has to wear around, his, that he wears around, that Avodim wear around their necks to indicate that they're Avodim. Most of Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis says, I don't understand. How could that be the definition of Nimuso? So if you have a Yid who is a sharecropper on the land of in Ovid Kuchovim in Eretz Yisrael. So you have an, an Ovid Kuchovim who owns property in Eretz Yisrael, and the assumption is that if an Ovid Kuchovim owns property in Eretz Yisrael, he does not need to um, separate Shumas and Maisus on the produce of that field. So, a reason, so if you have a Yid who's a sharecropper on the field of an Ovid Kuchovim, i.e., you know, he gives a certain percentage of his crop, of his yield, to the Ovid Kuchovim, or if uh, the arrangement is a little bit different, that it's a flat fee. He basically pays him rent, uh, a flat fee every year to be able to um, use the, f- uh, the, the field of the Ovi Kuchov. Or if you have a sharecropping arrangement, but it's not, but it's like, you know, many generations already. Generation after generation, uh, a Jewish family that was uh, a sharecropping on, uh, on the land of this, uh, on the property of this uh, Ovi Kuchov. Israel. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right, but all right, let's assume it's Mashkin. Israel. Or if you have a Yid who lends a thousand dollars or whatever amount to an Ovid Kochavim, and the Ovid Kochavim gives the field to the Yid as a collateral. So in all of these cases, Afapisha Osolo Nimuso. Even though there was this nimuso, which we have to figure out what it is, pturim in amaiser. So, so in all these cases, by the sharecroppers, by the ovi uh, um, who, who sets his field as a collateral for a loan. So, in all of these cases, uh, you do not. It's pturim in amaiser. You do not need to um, separate meiser since the land belongs to the ovi And it says af alpisha also nimuso. And if you say that Nimuso is a reference to this like uh, necklace of sorts that Avodim wear, you don't, fields don't wear necklaces to indicate that they're Avodim. So Nimuso must be something else. What it means is that time is up. It means that time is up. It means that time is up. So what we're saying is, if we look at if we look at the original brayser, right? So so if I start again from the two dots, turn our button. Lava all of min That if Rebid borrows a thousand dollars from an ovik kochavim and says, if I don't pay you back, so then here's my evid. So kibin shalosu lo ovik kochavim nimuso yatsu lecheres. So once the time is up, 
right? So, 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 if Rebid says to the Ovikochovim that, you know, if I don't pay you back in 30 days or whatever, my Evid goes to you. So, when time is up, when 30 days are up, the Evid goes to the Ovikochovim. And, and, okay. And, and at that point, the Evid goes free because the Evid now belongs to Ovikochovim. A Yid essentially sold his Evid to Ovikochovim. The Ovikochovim goes free. Uh, the uh, the uh, Evid goes free. And then if we read it into the next one, right? So meaning some of Sheshis, uh, I probably skipped a line or two. Harisim vachakirus vaharisei bateovus vaovikochovim shemashkin tzadeil yisrael afapisha oslo nimuso pturim in amaiser. Now in this case, interestingly, if you have an ovikochovim who borrowed a thousand dollars from a yid, and we say that even though the time is up and the ovikochovim did not pay back his uh, 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 the the money that he borrowed from the yid. We say that it's still pturim in amaiser, that it's not considered like it belongs to the yid. So now, so, so now back in the, uh, where we are, so, so four lines from the bottom. Zman, kasha, zman, zman. So we have a kasha, because on the one hand, we're saying that when the yid borrows money from the ovikochovim, and he says, if I don't pay you back, so that my ever goes to you, we say that once the time is up, the Evid belongs to the Ovid Kochovim and the Evid goes free if he runs away. But yet we say that when it's Fakert, when the um, Ovid Kochovim borrows money from a Yid and says, if I don't pay you back, so then right, I'm setting my, my field as a collateral. And we say once time is up, it doesn't belong to the Yid and he still wouldn't have to separate, or at least he wouldn't have to separate uh, Meiser, right? So it definitely doesn't fully belong to the Yid. So, so right by the Evid, it seems like, you know, the, 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 you know, once time is up, the Evid now belongs to the, to the Ovid Kuchovim. And yet when it comes to the field, we say once time is up, the field does not belong to the Yid. So, Lokash, it's no problem. So, we want to say, well, in the first case, when we say that the Evid belongs to the Ovid Kuchovim, right, the, the Yid had borrowed money from Ovid Kuchovim, time was up. He didn't pay it. So because time was up, that's why the Evid belongs to the Ovid Kuchovim. But we want to say that in the second case, where we, where, where the Evid, where the Ovid Kuchovim made his field a collateral for money that he borrowed from a Yid, and we say that, that the produce of the field is nonetheless potter from Trumas and Maisris. So we say that's because in that case, the time is not yet up, actually. But one second, I don't understand. So, so why do I even need to say that if time is up by the Evid, right? The Yid borrowed $1,000 from a Ovid Kuchovim. He says, if I don't pay you back on time, here's my Evid. Time ran out. Obviously, the Evid belongs to the Ovid Kuchovim. What's the Chiddush? So actually, rather, in both cases... Time is not yet up. Time is not yet up. Okay? So in the first case, the arrangement is, the Yid says to the Ovi Kuchovim, you know, I'm borrowing $1,000 from you. If I don't pay you back in 30 days, here's my Evan. And 30 days are not yet up. And the same thing happened with the field. Okay? The Ovi Kuchovim borrows $1,000 from the Yid. Says, if, you know, I'm setting my field as a collateral and time is not yet up. So now, the difference is, that 
that um, when it came to the Eved, he's actually giving the body, the goof of the Eved to the Ovid Kuchavim. And Rashi says that, and not only that, even from now, the Ovid Kuchavim, while he didn't own the Eved yet, was able to you know, get benefit from his work. So because the um, Yid was, you know, made an arrangement with an Ovid Kuchavim in which he's giving his Eved to an Ovid Kuchavim, which he's not allowed to do. He's violating it into Rabbanon and he's taking that lightly, that he's making his Eved, you know, conditional, or ownership of his Eved conditional on paying back a loan, that he, and if he defaults, then he's going to give his Eved to an Ovid Kuchavim, which is violating it into Rabbanon. And he says, even, and even from now, the Ovid Kuchavim is allowed to get benefit from the work of the Eved. So because of that, we say that the, right, we basically find the fellow and we say that you're, that's it, you lost the right to your Eved, he's gonna go free. And, but by the field, the Ovid Kuchavim isn't giving the field to the Yid who lent him money. He's just giving the fruits of the field, but the field is going to remain the Ovid Kuchavim's. He's just saying that if I don't pay you, the Ovid Kuchavim is saying to the Yid, if I don't pay you back, so then, at the, at that point, and not even from right now, but at that point, if I don't, you know, if, if I need to pay you back in 30 days, if it comes 30 days, I don't pay you back. So then you can start enjoying the fruits of my field until I pay you back. At that point, you'll, you'll stop. But he never is giving the field to the Yid. And because he never actually gave the field to the Yid, that is why it's going to be Potter from Trumas and Masters. Alternatively, um, Alternatively, you could say that it's talking about when, right, that, right, that they didn't actually take the collateral. So in the case of the, um, of the field, right, so it's talking about where a yid lent money to in Ovid Kochovim. And the Ovid Kochovim says, look, if I don't pay you back, so then, you know, here's my field. So Ovid Kochovim says, if I don't pay you back, here's my field. Time came, he didn't pay back the yid. But the Yid never came to, to, to actually take the field. So now, since the Yid didn't actually come to take the field, but if he goes there just to take some of the fruits, it'll be potter from Miser. And also in the case of the Eved, if a uh, Yid borrowed money from an Ovid Kuchovim and says that um, if I don't pay you back in 30 days, so then you can have my Eved. And came 30 days, he didn't pay him back. Even if the Ovid Kuchovim didn't take the Eved, but because he made this Eved, Meshubed, to this loan and the time was up and he didn't pay him back. So because he made the Eved, Meshubed, to this loan, to that he's going to get that, right? That he would have to give it to this Ovid Kochovim. Since time ran out, even if the Ovid Kochovim hasn't yet taken the Eved, but the Eved will go three, free at this point. Um, since, you know, he didn't pay him back and he's chayv to give the Eved to the um and even if the Ovid Kuchavim doesn't take him, still the Eved would go free. Okay. If a Ovid Kuchavim took an uh, Eved because he was owed money. Uh, well, cause, right, I mean, it's not that necessarily the Yid let, borrowed money from the Eved from the Ovid Kochavim. Deep breath. Brain, start working. 
So it's not talking about where the Yid borrowed money from Ovid Kuchovim or something and he was Meshabe the, the Eved. No, he owed money to Ovid Kuchovim. I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know, taxes or something. Maybe that could work. You know, for whatever reason, there, there was some, you know, he owed money to Ovid Kuchovim. So the, and the Ovid Kuchovim took the Eved. Or if they were like, Mamish a terrible matzav where like the, 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 the they were going to kill the Yidden and the Yidden said, look, take my Evid instead. In these cases, um, um, the Evid does not go free because it's not considered like the Yid sold his Evid to the Ovde Kuchovim. Uvchovo lo. One second, is that really true? That in the situation where the Evid is collected you know, in order to pay for a loan, the Evid would not go free. But we have a contradiction. If the king comes and they take his granary, they take his granary against his will. If they took it, uh, you know, meaning if they're coming and saying, you owe us money, and they take the, the grain and using this grain, right, this grain is going to pay off whatever he owes. So then he has to separate Meister because it's considered like he, right, apparently it seems like it's like a sale. Like he sold the, right, he's benefiting from it. He sold, he's using this to, um, you know, he's benefiting from them taking this grain to pay for whatever they're owed. So he has to separate Meister, I guess, probably from whatever is remaining. But if he's, you know, if he's, if he's not getting anything, he's, he's, he's getting a net loss from this. So then, he doesn't need to separate Meiser. So, meaning on the one hand, we said that if they take his Eved, so the Eved does not go free because it's not considered like he sold the Eved to the Ovdei Kuchavim. Yet we're saying that if the Ovdei Kuchavim come and take his granary, right, take the grain from his granary, he still has to separate Meiser. So shiny awesome. When it comes to the grain, he's actually benefiting from the fact that he is paying off this chov um, with the grain. However, when it comes to Evid, it's specifically selling the Evid that he goes free. And here, he didn't sell the Evid, so therefore, the Evid does not go free. Tashma coming here. The Amr Rav says, Rav, Hamoche Abdo lefarang ovde so if you have a, a uh, Ovi Kuchovim who's blackmailing a Yid, and the Yid sells his Eved to the, be, be out of blackmail. Yotzel Lecheris, the Eved goes free. So why does the Eved go free? I mean, right, he's, he's, he's being taken from, from the Yid against, right? he's being blackmailed. Why does the Eved go free? Well, he should have figured out some other way to appease the Ovid Kuchovim, said he wouldn't take the Eved, and he didn't do that. So therefore the Eved goes free, Gufa. Amarav said, "Rav, Hamochah Abdul Lefiring Ovid Kuchovim." That if a fellow sells his Eved to a Ovid Kuchovim blackmailer, Yotzel Lecheres, the Eved goes free. My Hava Lelemevod. Why? What should he have done? Hava Lelefayis Filopies. He should have tried to appease the Ovid Kuchovim some other way. By Rabbi Yirmiyah, Rabbi Yirmiyah asks, "Machu l'shloshim yom mahu." What if a fellow sells his Eved to an Ovid Kuchovim, but only for 30 days? He's going to come back afterwards. Toshma, come in here. Come in here. 
The Omar Rab says, Rav, that if a fellow sells his Eved to these uh, blackmailers, the Eved goes free. And the assumption is that they're just blackmailing him temporarily, right, just to do some work for them and then give him back and he goes free. So we want to say from there that, yeah, if you sell your Eved to Novikhovim for 30 days, the Eved goes free. So the Gemara says, no, the reason why, why the Eved goes free is because the blackmailers are taking the Eved forever. The uh, blackmailers are taking the Eved forever. What if uh, a fellow sells his Eved to Novik Kuchovim, but he says, look, I'm selling him only so that you can make babies with him, but you can't work him, i.e., right? So there's no concern that he's going to be violating any mitzvahs. He'll still be able to do whatever mitzvahs um, he needs to do. He won't be working on Shabbos or anything like that. So would that be okay, right? Because the the issue with selling an eved to an ovik is that an eved, of course, is chayv in mitzvahs like 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 an isha, like a woman is. And when an eved goes free, he becomes a full fledged yid. So you can't just sell him to ovdei kuchovim where he won't be able to do mitzvahs. I mean, he needs to be able to do mitzvahs now. So, but what if you sell the eved to an ovik but not for work? He's not allowed to work the ovik kuchovim. Chutz mitzvahs mal. Or what if he says, look, I'm selling you the Eved, but, you know, he has to be able to be Shomer Mitzvahs. Chutz mi Shabosus Rav Tovim Mao. What if you sell him Tov Chav and say, look, but you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to work him on Shabbos and Yom Tov. The Ger Toshav. What if you sell an Eved to a Ger Toshav? A Ger Toshav is a, uh, he's not a Jewish fellow, but he also, he stays away from Avodazar and things like that. He's, a, you know, he's a, a Gentile who does, you know, Shev Mitzvahs Beninoch. So li Yisrael Mumar, likusi mau. Right? What if you sell this eved to a um, a yid who's a mumar? He doesn't like do any mitzvahs or anything. Or what about to a kuti? So pshat mia chada. We can at least uh, answer one of these questions. Ger toshav hariu kovid kovid Right? That well, if he sells his eved to a ger toshav, a ger toshav is 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 not a yid, and therefore. Um, he would go free. Kusi v'Yisrael Mumar Amir l'Kovik Chavim Amir l'Kisrael. Now Kusi and a Yisrael who's a Mumar, uh, would, you know, like doesn't do mitzvahs and stuff. So some say it would be the same halach as an Ovik Chavim, but he would go free. Some say it would be like a Yid, and he would, and the Eved would not go free. But in the name of Ami, so that's the kasha of Rabami. Eved chibil atzmul gayosus. So if you have an Eved who basically got himself kidnapped. Vein Rabu Yochulotzio and his master is unable to get him back. Lobedini Yisrael, Lobedini of the Kuchovim. He tries in Jewish courts, non-Jewish courts. He tries whatever he can. He can't get can't get back his Eved. Maushi told his Domov, but if they're willing to pay him, can he accept the payment? Right? Because of course, right, we're saying that a Yid is not allowed to sell his Eved to of the Kuchovim. But what if somehow right, I don't know the the Eved just went and gave himself got himself kidnapped by of the Kuchovim? It sounds like intentionally. Whatever it is. Now he can't get back the Eved. That doesn't seem to be possible. But of the Kuchavim are, are, are willing to pay him, or are nonetheless willing to pay him for his Eved. Can he accept that money? Or uh, do we say that he can't have anything to do with it? It says, Go and, uh, you know, check your, your studies and, and see if you can find anything interesting. So, um Zrika went and Itaka found the Tanya that there's a Braise Hamocher Basola Ovid Kuchovim that if a fellow sells his house in Eretz Yisrael to no Ovid Kuchovim, Dom of Asurin, he can't get benefit from the money of the sale. 
But if you have an Ovikochavim who took the house of a Yid against their will, and the owners are unable to get that house back, he can't get back his house in, in, in Jewish courts, non-Jewish courts, mutter little as the, um, the, the Yid would be able to accept payment for it, right? So if he was forced out of his home in Eretz Yisrael and he can't get it back, but they're willing to pay him for it, he can accept that money. And he writes a document and he can even do that in their courts, in secular courts, because it's like he's saving it from their hands. Okay, fine. So, so he's able to accept payment uh, in that situation. So, no. So we want to say that just like if his house is taken away from him against his will, he's allowed to accept payment. So maybe um, if his effort is taken against his will, he's allowed to accept payment. But Vedilma, Hane Mile, bias, but maybe he can only accept payment if his house is taken from him. Because you know, since a house is, you know, a person needs some place to live. And because a person needs some place to live, we're not concerned that this is going to become an issue of people selling their houses to other Chavim because people need their houses. But Aval, right? So therefore, you know, in this case where his house was taken away from him against his will, and now you want, but they're willing to pay him for it. And he wants to know, can I accept the payment? Sure, you can accept the payment. We're not concerned that, you know, if you accept this, this payment, then other people are going to start selling their houses to other Chavim. No, people need a place to live. We're not concerned that people are just going to en masse uh, sell their um, properties. Tov de kochavim. Aval, avdo, it's not going to become sort of a trend. Aval, avdo, sagile below avdo, but in Eved, you know, you don't, uh, you, you can get by without your Eved. So, so maybe if we see sort of a precedent that a fellow is accepting money for his Eved, so then maybe people might start selling their avodim to avdei kochavim. Olo. Or do we say that, no, just like by, he can, just like he can accept payment for his house that was taken against his will, he can accept payment for his ever that was taken against his will. Shalach, nuhu reb ami, so reb ami sent to them, mini ami barnosin tori yotze l'cho yisof, from me, ami barnosin, teachings go out to the yidin, evet shipil atzmul gayosos, if you have an evet, who gets himself kidnapped, vein rabu yochel otzio, and his master is unable to get him back, lo bedine yisof, lo bedine ovde kuchovim, not in Jewish courts, not in non-Jewish courts, mutter, Little as Domov, it is permitted for him to receive the value of the Eved, Vichosev, Umalabakos, Shalov, the Kovim, Pneshu, Kamatsu, Yodam, and you can even do the paperwork in the secular courts because it's like you're saving, I guess, salvaging that value from them, you know, salvaging whatever you can get. Amr Bishu Ben Levi says, Bishu Ben Levi, Hamocher Avdo, Loovde Kochov. So if a fellow sells his Eved, to Ovde Kochovim. A fellow sells his Evid to Ovde Kochovim. So now, Konsim Osad Meyabidamov. So if a fellow sells his Evid to Ovde Kochovim, he, he has to buy him back. And even if they're asking an exorbitant price, up to a hundred times the value of the Evid, he's got to pay it. That's the fine, right? You're not allowed to sell an Evid to Ovde Kochovim. And if you do, you know, then we fine you to the extent that you're going to have to buy back the Evid even up to a hundred times the price of the Evid. Davka or lav davka? Now is a hundred times an exaggeration or do we literally mean a hundred times? Toshma kominir to Amr Rishlokish says Rishlokish amokher behema gasa lo If a fellow sells a behema gasa 
and, and the problem with selling a behemah gasa to an ovikachovim is that we're concerned that if you sell the behemah gasa to ovikachovim, it might lead to people renting out their behemah to ovikachovim, and that be, and, and then they might work the animal on Shabbos. So you can't sell a behemah gasa to an ovikachovim. Konsim also ad asari b'demeya, and if you do, we force you to buy back the animal uh, up to ten times the amount. So says the Gemara that we see that a hundred is not literal because really it's uh, it's less than that. Vidilma shiny Evid, but maybe actually in Evid it, it is literal that you would have to pay up to hundred times the price to because every day that the Evid is not redeemed, he's unable to do mitzvahs. And therefore, no, maybe even though sure by Bemagasa it's it's up to ten times the price, but by an Evid it's it's literally a hundred times the up to hundred times the price. Vikodam to those who say fakert. Or Mabishob Levi says Rabishob Levi Amokha Abdul Ovikuchovim, a fellow who sells his evit in Ovikuchovim, Konsin also ad Asaribidamov. He has to buy back the Evid up to ten times the value of the Evid, not a hundred times, but ten times. Davko Lavdavke, does it is it literally just ten times? It maybe it's more than ten times. Tashma Kaminir, the Amr Rishlakish says Rishlakish Amokha, Behema Gasa, Lovikuchovim, Konsin also ad meo bidomeo. That a fellow who sells a behemah gasa to Novik Chovim, you have to pay up to a hundred times to get back the behemah gasa. So we see that actually, by an evid also, you would have to pay up to a hundred times the amount to get him back. Shiny evid to which we say, no, maybe evid is different that while a behemah gasa, you would have to pay up to a hundred times the amount. In evid, uh, maybe it, 10 is, is the cap because the low harder lay. Because the evid, if you sell the evid to Novik Chovim, he's not going to go back. To the, his master, he goes free. So maybe because the Evid goes free, it would only be ten, up to 10 times the value. Right? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Shiny Evid Lohadulay. So, but the, but the animal, which after he redeems the animal, it goes back to him. So that is up to 100 times. So the Gemara says, well, that doesn't really make sense. Okay, I get that there's a distinction between the Evid going back to him and the animal, no, between the Evid not going back to him and the animal going back to him, but that shouldn't be an order of magnitude more, right? That shouldn't be the difference between 10 and 100. It might be the difference between 10 and 11, right? Maybe an Evid doesn't go back to him, so he doesn't have to also pay the value of the Evid, okay? So 10 times, but the behemoth that goes back to him, so he, not just 10 times, 11 times, because since he's going to get it, so add on also the value of the animal that he gets, okay? So maybe there should be a one, uh, you know, a one amount difference, not... You know, the difference between 10 and 100. So what? We're saying that the behemoth is 10, 100 times because he gets to keep the behemoth. The concept is Well, if it's just because he gets to keep it, well, then it should only be one unit more than the Evid. Rather, the Evid, um, um, it would be, a, right, somebody selling his Evid to Ravikachovim is something that is less uh, common because it's less common we don't need to uh, be so concerned and 10 is enough but um, a behema which is more common we're st- more stringent and saying you have to pay up to 100 times the amount but my name is Reb Yirmiya Asi Reb Yirmiya as Akasha from Reb Asi Mokher Abdo Vames okay so Reb Yirmiya as Reb Asi what if you have a fellow who sells his Evid you have a fellow who sells his Evid you have a fellow who sells his Evid to an, to an Ovid Kuchovim. Okay, now of course he's not allowed to sell his Evid to an Ovid Kuchovim. Alright. So he sold his Evid to Ovid Kuchovim. Now we just said that a fellow who sells his Evid to an Ovid Kuchovim, you, you have to buy him back. 
up to 10 or 100 times the value. So do we, is it now the heir's responsibility to, to buy back the Eved up to, you know, 10 or 100 times the amount? So do we say that, look, it's not their problem. Look, their father sold the Eved. It's not their problem. They don't need to spend the inheritance money on buying back the Eved. Or do we say, no, the, the, the father has the responsibility to buy back the Eved. The father's dead. Now the heirs have that responsibility. If you want to try to answer it by saying, well, what if you have a coin? And the coin has, a, has, has an animal that is a bechor. Now, uh, an animal that is bechor, you have to bring uh, 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 as a korban in the base of Mekdash. Alternatively, if it gets a mum, you can just slaughter it and eat it. So if you have a fe- fellow, right, Sarim Ozen Bukhar, who deliberately made a mum in this animal, said he can just slaughter and eat it, Vamais, and then he died. If you want to say that in that case, the children would be unable to slaughter and eat the animal. Okay, but Mishum de Isur de Oraisi, but you can say, but that, but that, that's an Isur de Oraisa, a Bukhar. Avalacha, Isur de But over here, Selling an Eved to Novi is only an Isra Durabonon. So, sure, the father sold his Eved to Novi He's not supposed to do it. It's an, it's, it's an Isra Durabonon. That's a problem. But the question is, do the children take on that problem and do they now need to spend the inheritance money buying him back? Maybe not. Maybe you can argue that, you know, if by a, um, by the Bechor, by the Korban Bechor, they, if you want to say that they're, unable to slaughter the animal. So I think it's a machlo because it's not clear, but if you, if you want to say that they're not able to slaughter the animal, but that's because it's the Arisa, but this is the Abundant. Maybe the heirs don't have to take on that responsibility to buy back the Abed Vimtim to Lomar. And if you want to say, okay, but what about this example? If he set up his work so that he would do it on Cholomoid and then he died, meaning, um, you know, on Cholomoid, you're not allowed to work. But if it's a davar aved, if it's something that if you don't do it now, it's going to cause a financial loss. Well, then you could do it on cholamoid. But what if he deliberate? What if it's something that could wait until you know he could have just waited until after the chag in order to get started? It would have made no difference. But he dafka started his work before the chag started, so that he, you know, and he timed it so that he knew that he was going to have to do work on cholamoid. And he's going to say, look, Malasot, what can I do? You know, if I don't do it now, it's going to get ruined. I already started. So in that case, if he could have done it after the Chag, but he dafka chose to do it at a time that, that, right, right, is that, that, that he will, that, uh, it will end up being a Davra of it. And he'll say, look, I have to do my work on, on, on Cholomoid because otherwise this thing is going to get, is going to get ruined. But he could have just waited and then he wouldn't have had to worry about it. So in that case, the Allah is, that, the, that, that, that he can't do that work on Cholomoid and the things have to get ruined because he, you know, he, that, that he, he did it intentionally. But what happens if the father set this up, you know, he started before the Chag, you see, he kind of started doing the work or whatever it was. He set up the scenario so that comes Cholomoid, he was going to, it was going to be a Dover Ovid and, and he was going to have to work the, uh, um, you know, do, do this work so that it wouldn't get ruined. But then he died. And now the kids, and he died before Yom Tif, and now the kids inherit it, and now they inherit a situation where it's like, wait a second, well, if we don't do this work on Cholomoid, 
this stuff, right, right, this, this, this stuff is going to get ruined. So the question is, look, their father did that, they didn't do it, and now they're going to incur a financial loss. Maybe they can um, work, you know, do this work. Um, or do we say, look, the father is not uh, allowed to do the work, so therefore the, the, the kids can't do it either. So if you want to say, if a fellow Davka, you know, uh, uh, timed his work so that it would have to be done on Cholomoid or otherwise it would get ruined. Vames, and we, so we say that in that case he's not allowed to do his work on Cholomoid, but Vames, then he died, and now his kids inherit the situation. If you want to say that in that case, um, it, the, 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 we, we don't punish the kids and they would be able to do the work on Cholomoid to, you know, uh, avoid financial loss. But Mishum Dilo Avad Isur, but that's because in that case, the father actually push comes to shove. The father never did anything wrong. The father died before the festival. He he was going to if he would have come cholamoid and he would have done the work, then that would have been a problem. But he never did anything wrong. He died before he had a chance to do anything wrong. So maybe that's why in that case the kids would be able to you know wouldn't be uh, you know fined. I.e. like they would be able to do the work because they didn't do anything wrong. But hacha my. But what do we say over here? Because in this case, the father actually did do something wrong. He sold his evidence over Kachavim. He's not allowed to do that. So the Dide Kansur Abonon Valei. Do we say that they find him, the, right, the seller, in this case the father, with having to buy back the Evid, but the father's dead? Or do we say that, no, they didn't find him. They find his, you know, uh, finances, his money, his estate. Right, right. He he sold the sevet. He right with and and he needs to use his money to buy it back. And if he dies, and the money goes to his kids, so his kids need to use that money to buy back the evet. So Amar lay tnisua. So Reb Ami answers to Reb Yirmiya. Look, we have a Mishnah that says um, If you have a field and there are a bunch of thorns and stuff in the field, and on Shemitah a fellow. And gets rid of the thorns. So that is not technically a violation of Shemitah, of working your field. Tizar the Shvius, you can um, work the field on Motsoy Shvius after Shemitah because you didn't do anything wrong during Shemitah. However, Netiva Unidaira, if you fertilize the field, um, either by fertilizing it by hand or putting animals there, Lo Tizar the well, that's not okay. You can't fertilize. The um, your field during shemitah, and therefore you cannot, right? As a punishment, you cannot work the field after shemitah. But what if a person fertilized his field, vames, and then he died? We do not punish his children. His children would be able to um, seed the field. So alma to work the field, alma the diday. So we see that it's Davka, him, who was fined, but not his children. Um, so here also by the Eved, uh, the fellow who sells his Eved, it's, um, you know, his problem. He needs to buy back the Eved. But if he dies, um, the children don't need to take on that obligation. Omar Abayi says, Abayi Naktinon, Timei Tairis Shechaveru, if Shimon is mitame. um, Ruvain's uh, Tyrus, Vames, and then Shimon dies. Lo, Kansurabonon, Pno Acharv. So, um, Shimon's children do not need to pay back Ruvain. So, normally, right, if uh, Shimon was Metame 
Ruvain's uh, Tyrus, I guess Ruvain had uh, food that was Tower, Shimon was Metameyat, so Shimon would have to pay back Ruvain. But if Shimon dies, his children do not need to pay back Ruvain. And my time outcome, Hezek She'eno Nikar Losh Mehezek, because technically speaking, damage that is not recognizable is not considered damage. So technically speaking, when Shimon made Ruvain's stuff tummy, that's not recognizable. There's nothing physically different that happened. There's no, it's not recognizable. Technically speaking, it's not considered damage. The fact that Shimon needs to pay back Ruvain for that is only Midurabonon. And Lidide Kansu Rabonon, Livelo Kansu, Loka Kansu Rabonon. And the rabbis only find him to have to, right, him to have, Shimon to have to pay back Ruvain, not his heirs. So the Mishnah had said, Ola Chutzlaritz, right? Or if a fellow sells his Eved to Chutzlaritz, okay? Okay, so somebody who sells his Eved to a Chutzlartz. Okay, I guess to a Yid in Chutzlartz. Yotzel Lecheris, the Eved goes free. V'tzorich get shichru meirabo sheni. And the, the buyer in Chutzlartz needs to, needs to um, write a get shichru. Rabbi Shimon Megamlil, Rabbi Shimon Megamlil, Paimim Yotzel, Paimim Lo Yotzel. Sometimes... Um, the Evid will go free and sometimes he won't. Ketzad, how is this? Amr Ploni Avdi Mikhartiu Lifloni Antuchi Lo Yotza. So if he says, look, I sold my Evid to so and so the Antuchian, right? Antuchia is a place in Chutzlarts. So if he says, I sold my Evid to so and so the Antuchian, the Evid does not go uh, free because that just means he was born in Antuchia, but and we refer to him as the Antuchian. But he, um, but he lives in Eretz now, so he doesn't go. The Eved doesn't go free. Lantuchi, Shemantuchia, Yotza. But if he uh, sells the Eved to the Antuchi who lives in Antuchia, so then, so then the Eved goes free because he, you know he lives in Chutzlarts. But one second, but we learn in a brayse. Michati Lantuchi Yotza. We have a brayse that says that if he simply says that he sold the Eved to uh, an Antuchi. So then Yotza, the Eved does, does go free. The Antuchi Ashari Belud, Lo Yotza. But if he says the Antuchian who lives in Lud, okay, so he lives in Eretz Yisrael, so he doesn't, so then he doesn't go free. So on the one hand, we're saying that if he says that he simply, uh, sold an Eved to an Antuchian, so then he, uh, does not go free. But on the other hand, we say that if he says he sold him to Antuchian, he does go free. So Lokasha had the Isle Beisa Beretz Yisrael, so it depends. If the Antuchian owns a home in Eretz Yisrael, so we can assume that, okay, he's Antuchian, right? Just like I'm American, but he's an Antuchian, but he lives in Eretz Yisrael. He's a house there. But, um, a, but if he's just simply staying at a hotel in Eretz Yisrael, okay, so he's probably an Antuchian who lives in Antuchia and he's just visiting Eretz Yisrael, so then the Evid would go free. By Reb Yirmiya, Reb Yirmiya asks Akasha, Ben Bavel, Shenosa Isha Beretz Yisrael. Interesting Kasha. That if you have a fellow from Bavel, and he goes to Eretz Yisrael, and he gets married in Eretz Yisrael, lo avodim v'shvachis. And she brought into the marriage avodim and shvachis. So now, v'dayto lachzor. And the plan is to go back to Bavel. Interesting. So mau. So now what? Do we view it as if she basically sold her avadim to Chutzlaritz and therefore they go free? Or nisht? So Tibai Lamanda Omar Adin Ima Tibai Lamanda Omar 
Hadin Imo. So it depends, right? So, so, so her bringing these avodim into into the marriage, it, right? She's bringing them in as nichseitzon barzel. Now, nichseitzon barzel. Um, I think generally we assume that the way that that works is she brings it into the marriage, and then when the marriage is, you know, if they get divorced or if he dies, well, I guess if, well, yeah, whatever. I mean, as as opposed to nichsei malug that she holds on to, right? It belongs to her. Um, the nichsei, right? They're her the whole time. Hers the whole time. Just her husband can like, you know, if she has like a field, her husband can eat the produce, but it's her field. And, you know, the, any real estate increases goes to her. Nichsei tzon barzel are, 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 are a fixed value. It's the value that they, that they are at the time, right? We evaluate the value at the time of the marriage. And then, uh, if they get divorced, so then he has to pay her the value of it at the time that they got married. So he just has to pay the actual value. So now, my understanding is that, is that, so in this case, by the avodim, so, so she brings the avodim into the marriage. And if they get divorced, so my understanding is that he would, he would just have to pay her the value at the time that, uh, that, that they got married. It's a fixed price. Um, but it's a question of who actually gets to keep those avadim, right? Does he get to keep the avadim? He just has to pay her the value at the time that they got married. Or can she say, no, I want the avadim back. So now, Tiboy Lamanda Omar Hadin Imo. Tiboy Lamanda Omar Hadin Imo. So now this question of do the avadim go free is considered like she sold them to chutzlarts. So that question is regardless of if we say that she can retain them and get them back if they get divorced, or if he can keep them if they get divorced and he just has to pay her the value at the time of the marriage. So it's a question according to the Manda Omar who says that she takes them back. Because do we say that, well, since she, she if, if they get divorced, she can take back the Avodim. So then they're considered like hers and she never sold them to him in Chutzah, she would take them back to Eretz Yisrael and therefore they don't go free. Or do we say that, yes, but still, you know, he would be able to get benefit from them, uh, as, right, she brings him to the marriage, he can get benefit from them, so therefore they're considered like his, and he's going to Chutzah, and it's like she sold them to him in Chutzah, so then they would go free. We also have the Kasha, according to the opinion, who says that uh, that right, that he can keep the uh, avodim if they get divorced. He just has to pay her the value that they were their the value at the time of the marriage. Do we say that? Well, since um, he would keep them, uh, he would just have to pay her for their value. Um, so they're considered like she is selling them to him and he's taking them to Chutzar, so therefore they would go free. So apparently this doesn't really make sense that, um, but apparently since he didn't, she didn't sell them to him for their bodies, but the weird, the thing is she did. He just needs to pay their value. So apparently that's, doesn't really make so much sense. Uh, take But anyways, we say, we don't really know, right? If a fellow, Marries a woman, a fellow from Bavel, marries a woman in Eretz Yisrael, and he's planning back to go back to Bavel. Uh, is it considered like she's selling the Avadim to Chutzah or not? Apparently, we don't know. Amar Babao says to Babao, Shanali, Rabbi Yochanan taught me, Evit Sheyotza, Acher Rabo, Lesurya. Okay, another interesting case. So if you have a, 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 a fellow who lives in Eretz Yisrael and he has an Evit, and then 
the the right shiyotza acher rabbi lesuria his the right the master the owner went to Surya and Surya is considered Chutzlaretz and the Eved went with him to Surya and then while they're in Surya his owner sells him the Eved goes free because his his owner sold him to, to somebody in Chutzlaretz but didn't but Rebchia says that's not that, that that's not true. The Eved doesn't go free in that case because he went to Surya volitionally. As we're going to see in a second, as we're going to see in a second, as we're going to see in a second, and as we've seen in Mesech Taksubis, right, we talked at the end of Mesech Taksubis that if a fellow wants to move from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzlaretz, he can't force anybody to go with him. Not his family, not his Avodim. And therefore, the the Evid was not obligated to go to Chutzlaretz. And if he went volitionally and he said, I'm going to go anyway, so he lost his right to go free if he gets sold there. Okay, so again, so, so didn't Rebchia say that he lost his um, um, right to be freed by going volitionally? Lokasha, it's no, it's no um, problem. So we say, well, it depends. If his owner was planning to go back to Eretz Yisrael. So the Evid went along with the owner, assuming that he was going to go back to Eretz Yisrael. And then when he gets there, the owner sells him, so then he goes free. But But if the owner was not planning to go back to Eretz Yisrael, and the Evid nonetheless went with him, well, then he lost his um, uh, ability to go free in the sale. Ve'atanya, and as we learn in Ebrisa, Yotze Evid Achar Rabo Lesurya, that in Eved follows his master to Surya. Yotze Losagi Delo Nafik. What does that mean? He follows his master to Surya. I mean, we learn in the Mishnah Ve'ena Komotzin that 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 nobody has the right to take people out of Eretz Yisrael. So he didn't have the right to take his Eved to Surya. So how come we're saying that the Eved right says Yotze? And Evid follows his, his, his master to Surya. What do you mean? I thought, I thought he, doesn't, he, he doesn't need to. The master has no right to force him. So in the event that an Evid followed his, his master to Surya volitionally and his, Evid, his master sold him there, if the master was planning to go back to Eretz Yisrael, so then, so then, um, so then, so then we must release him. He goes free, um, because the Eved was planning to go back to Eretz Yisrael. But if, um, but if the um, master was not planning to go back to Eretz Yisrael, and the Eved nonetheless went along, so then he would not uh, go free. Amr of Anun. Says Taite. I heard two alochis from Shmuel. Says Ravonan, I heard two alochis from Shmuel. One is this halacha that we just learned that an Evid who uh, is sold uh, uh, in Chutzlaretz, right, sold from Yisrael to Chutzlaretz, goes free. And the other halacha from Shmuel, the Itmar that we said, Amokher Sadeu Bishnasa Yovel, Atma. That what if a fellow sells his field during the Jubilee year, during Yovel? Right, of course, any right. If Shimon sells Ruve in a field, so then comes the Jubilee year, comes Yovel, 
the field reverts back to Shimon. What if Shimon sold the field to Reuven during the Jubilee year itself? So Rav Omar Mechur Viyotza. So Rav says it's a proper sale. It's a proper sale. Meaning it counts, it counts as a sale. Shimon sold his field to Reuven. But it immediately reverts back to Shimon. Where Shmuel says, no, there's no sale at all. If you sell a field during the Jubilee year, there's no such thing. You know, it just immediately, it never leaves the possession of, of Shimon. And says of Anan, I know that in one of these examples of Shmuel, either by selling a fellow who sells his Eved to Chutzlaretz or um, a fellow who sells a, a property, a field during the Jubilee year, in one of them, um, the buyer gets his money back. In the other, he does not. And I'm not sure in which case the buyer gets his money back. Amr Yosef says, Yosef, next Well, let's see. Midetani b'brayseh from the fact that this brayseh says hamoch abdul luchutzlarts yotzel lecheres v'tzarich get shichur mirabu. I'm sorry. From the fact that the brayseh taught regarding selling an eved to chutzlarts midetani midetani b'brayseh from the fact that it says in the brayseh hamoch abdul luchutzlarts that a fellow who sells his eved to chutzlarts yotzel lecheres the eved goes free v'tzarich get shichur mirabu sheni. In the second, the the purchaser needs to write a get shichur shmamino. Kane Rabo Sheni. So clearly, right, we're saying, right, he sells his Evit to Chutzlarz. Um, so he goes free, and the second, right, the purchaser needs to write a get shikhur. So clearly, the second fellow actually purchased the Evit. If, if he never purchased the Evit, then why would he be responsible to write the get shikhur? Right, so clearly he purchased the Evit, but um, he now, the, 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 the buyer needs to write a get shikhur. And therefore, Veloaj Zabini, because it was a proper purchase, that would be the example where he doesn't get his money back. And when Shmuel says, by selling your field during the Jubilee, that there's no sale, so then the money goes back, right? If Shimon sold his field to Reuven during the Jubilee year, so then Reuven gets back his money because because it says, Shmuel says there was no sale at all. And Rav Onan, who wasn't sure in which case, the buyer gets his money back. He did. He he didn't know of that brisa about selling, where it says that if you sell your evit to chutzlarts, the evit goes free, and the second, right, the buyer needs to write a, a get shichur. He wasn't aware of that uh, brisa, so therefore he wasn't sure in which case the buyer gets his money back. So now, fact the Gemara. Well, the, the Gemara doesn't ask, but Rashi tells us, right? It's a shtickle jeopardy, right? The Rashi tells us what the what the underlying question is. But we say, well, why do I even need to bring the proof from this brisa? Why couldn't Ravonan just figure it out on its own from the fact that Shmuel says, Eina Mechira, or Eina Mechura, Kol Iker, right? Shmuel says that if a fellow sells a, a field during the Jubilee year, Eina Mechura Kol Iker, it's no sale at all. So obviously that's the case where Reuven will get his money back. So not necessarily the Imid Shmuel, if from that, from that teaching of Shmuel, Mimai De Eina Mechura, how do I know that it means that Eina Mechura Umaus Chosen? How do I know that it means that it's not a sale, that if Shimon sells his field to Reuven during the Jubilee year, it is not a sale at all, which is what Shmuel said, it's not a sale at all. But how do I know that just because it's not a sale, Reuven gets his money back? Maybe it means that it's not a sale, and the money that Reuven paid for it is just a gift to Shimon, but Shimon can keep it. Just like a fellow who gives Kesef Kedushin to his sister, 
Obviously, that's not good kiddushin. Deitmar Makadash is a chos, so a fellow who gives kesef kiddushin to his sister, Rav Ramos chosen. So Rav says he gets his money back because it's obviously not good kiddushin. And Shmuel says, no, she can keep the money. It's a gift. Obviously, it's not kiddushin, but she can nonetheless keep the money. So if we would only have the fact that Shmuel says that a fellow who sells his field during the Jubilee year, it's not a sale, that wouldn't be enough because that doesn't necessarily mean that Reuven gets his money back. Maybe it's a gift to Shimon. We treat it as a gift to Shimon. He can keep it. But from the fact that the other Brisa said that the um, that that right that it's a good sale and he has to write to get shichur, so then that 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 must be it must be that that's the case where he doesn't get his money back. And therefore, in the other case, so so therefore the case where he does get his money back must be the jubilee year case. Omerle Abayi of Yosef says Abayi of Yosef my chazes the concinon. Abayi says to Yosef, how come, how come when a fellow sells his Eved to Chutzlaretz, to a Yid in Chutzlaretz, the, the buyer is the one who needs to write the Get Shechur. Why can't it be, uh, why can't it be, right? why, why isn't it that the, uh, why, why do we punish the buyer? Why not punish the seller? So Amalei, that's a really interesting statement. So Rav Yosef responds to Abayi and he says, well, it's not the mouse that, that, that steals the cheese. It's the hole that steals the cheese. Because if there was no hole for the mouse to run back to, then the mouse would never have stole the cheese in the first place. Whereas it's, it, it's the hole, it's the existence of the hole that really facilitates the theft of the of the cheese, and here also, right, and um, 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 and there, right, and here also, meaning so even though it's the it's the mouse who technically stole the cheese, but it's really the fact that there's the whole firm to run back into that really is what enables the theft to go down, because without it, the mouse wouldn't steal the cheese, um, and here as well. Technically, it's the seller who sold the Eved, but if not for the fact that there is somebody to buy it, well, then the sale would have never happened. So, Amalei, but Abaye says, look, you can also look at it from the other direction. If not for the fact that there was a, you know, if not for the fact that the, that the, that the mouse steals cheese, then there would be no need for, for the hole, right? It's really, the real issue is that the mouse is stealing the cheese. And over here also, but if not for the fact that the fellow is selling Avadim, so then there wouldn't be any buyers. The real issue is the selling. So awesome consignment to which um, I guess Rav Yosef answers the Gemara says that yeah, but it, still it makes sense that where the Isra is right now, that's where the punishment is. That's where the that's where the knas is. If 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 the buyer purchased the Eved in Chutzlarts and now the buyer owns the Eved, well then it's gonna be the buyer's responsibility. To free the Evid and to um, give a get shikur. That was a long daf. We could technically continue for a shtickle, but I think maybe everybody probably wants a break, probably including myself. Um, so we'll pick up from here tomorrow. I mean, we are already on the next daf, so we're not ending early or anything. But um, wow, we talked about selling your Evid to Chutzlaritz, um, as well as selling your Evid to Novi Kochavim. In both of those cases, the um, Evid goes free. Um, and then we had all sorts of different scenarios. Peace.